0: Hey everybody, this is Shirley Brown and this is episode 12 of the Unapologetically You podcast. This podcast is dedicated to the unique voice of every woman and to you living your life without apology. Here you can explore owning and unapologetically bringing your unique voice to your life, your work, your community, and the world. You can listen to all episodes on iTunes, where you can also follow us and you'll receive updates whenever it is we upload a new episode. You can also go to our website, www.unapologeticallyliving.com, where you can sign up to be part of our mailing list and we will send you information about the episodes. We can also send other information to you that way as well to keep you updated on everything that we're at work on. So with that information, with all that, let's begin and get into today's episode.
1: Welcome to the Unapologetically You podcast with our host, Shirley Brown. Unwavering in her commitment that people live life from what matters most, Shirley brings unique skills from 30 years of transformational conversations and thousands of hours of experience in working with groups and individuals as a coach. She designs programs and offers coaching sessions which skillfully guide people toward the clarification and realization of living life aligned with what truly
0: matters to them. Shirley is a master of transformational conversations. So today is the fourth and final episode in our series on collective wisdom. Um, This really is the purpose for which the Unapologetically You podcast was put together was to bring together women like these five women, Kim, Pavna, Roya, Alisi, and Najian, women from very diverse backgrounds with very different ethnical, spiritual, religious, and racial backgrounds. They come from different places. They see things differently. They have lived their lives um, in different ways consistent with those backgrounds and having them come together and have a dialogue about life and hearing each one of them speak. And in the doing of that, in the listening to them and talking with them, we begin to hear the threads of similarities that bring us all together as women. There is something very um, powerful about this conversation. I've thoroughly enjoyed um I enjoyed the conversation that I had with them and I've enjoyed the editing process and bringing it together and delivering it to you for your, for your pleasure, for your listening, for uh, the difference that it could make for you. If you haven't listened to episodes one through three in this series, I highly recommend that you go back and listen to that because you get to know these five women along the way. This conversation is a continuation, so there'll be references to things that we talked about in earlier episodes. So just know that. If it doesn't make sense to you, go back and listen to the others. Um, And with that, I give you Kim, Pavna, Raya, Alisi, and Najien.
2: if you are truly unapologetically you like, and when I mean unapologetically you, I don't mean, you know, go out and be angry and just unapologetically Mm -hmm. angry. Like you don't have to be responsible for your actions. I mean more like there's an essence of who you are. There's that spark. There's that um, before all the adaptations to be able to, make it, to be able to fit in, to be able to survive, before you did all of those things, you know, the puffing and powdering, Kim, that you talk about, or the, um, you know, the various, whatever your various version is, before all of that, that essence of who you are, that little person that had whatever those twinkle were, the twinkle that was in your eye that really lit you up about the world or lit you up about being alive, that part of you being completely free to express. I'm asking you to imagine if you lived in a world where you didn't, there wasn't the cultural dynamic that presses in on you in the various ways that it does, but it wasn't there that you were free really truly free to be and do and create whatever that is that you wanted unapologetically like free what would you do what would your life look like what would you be doing with your life um
3: you know i'm getting closer and closer to being me that's what i know i mean having Mm -hmm. lived, lived half a century old age always helps you know as you get older you're freer (laughs) because you don't care about pleasing other people and uh, I mean also you know growing up in a culture which is uh, way more conservative for women you know we have to be a certain way we have to learn certain skills because we are girls you know we Uh, I mean, the expectation is that one day you're going to get married and you're going to go make a home with a man. Yeah. And, and you know, and in India, marriage is not just marrying a man. You are marrying into a family, right? Yeah. So how to treat your in-laws and, you know, so all of that. So you must know how to cook. You must know how to sew. You must know how to clean your house and, you know, yeah. keep everything beautiful and presentable. And you must also... Uh, you know, listen to the elders, especially if, you know, they are your in-laws and, and elders in general, you know. So all of that, there is enormous pressure on an Indian yeah. girl, you know, growing up. and um, So, but if you, but if Bababna, if now, right
2: now, with yeah. all of that that you grew up in and, and how you uh, navigated it and how you came to where you are now, here you are today now, And if you were suddenly free, right. If you were, and I'm not saying that you're not free. I don't want to, I don't want to, like, you're not free. Like, but if suddenly the constraints, the requirements, you may end up doing many of the things that you still, you may still do a lot of the things that you already are doing. That may be what you do. But is there anything in there that you would, like you've had a dream, there's something you've wanted to do. There's something, a place where you've wanted to take your life, something you've wanted to explore, something or some way of being that you would have, that's just like, well, if I were to be that way, and it really and there's nothing, and it doesn't mean you're going to have to do it. I'm also saying, you don't. if you say this, you don't have to then go do it. What would it be?
3: That's a good question. I ask that of myself every day. I mean, yeah. I mean for me, I've been more, uh, I've, I've been consumed with shedding all the restrictions that my background imposes on me or, you know, I have, or those are self-imposed, for example. You know, I've been slowly getting rid of all the restrictions and coming out of the country and traveling yeah. to different countries has been freeing, you know. And, uh, also so if
2: you were so if right now, right. So I, I know what I'm asking. is a difficult question. Yeah. I, I, it's not a difficult question to answer. I realize it's a difficult question to answer, but I, I and maybe you want to wait, you, you can just sit with it for a moment and see what everyone else says. But if you were sitting right here where you are right now, it was like you got picked up and then you got moved over and you were plopped down into another world, like an alternate world. Right. I don't want to say alternate reality or alternate truth because that's just is really loaded. But you're in this alternate place where you actually had 100% and you still had, your family was still there. You said all those people were there. That was all there. But the norms were such that you were able, you got to choose. You could do whatever you wanted to do, that you were free to do whatever you wanted to do that the requirements of cooking, the requirements of what you had to do for whoever, all of those were gone. And you might say, i put those back in. I want to cook. I want to do those things. You might say, no, I don't want those to be gone. I still want to do those things. But is there something that would also be there that you'd like to, that, that would be, you know, that you'd like to do, like that you'd like to do with your your life, your time? I'm going to ask you just to sit with it for a moment, Okay. And then I want to see Roya, do you have something?
4: Yeah. Um, yeah. So if I lived in the, you know, all parents w- world, what mm-hmm. I think my I would still um my life would be very similar to the life I have right now. However, um I feel like there are a few things that I would change. Yeah. Um one is that Every time I hear the news on TV that there's been a terrorist attack, I wouldn't sit there and pray and hope that they're not Iranian, that the person who did that is not Iranian. Um, The other thing that would probably happen is I wouldn't have to go through my paperwork. I wouldn't have to worry that I carry my green card. Um, I would just pick up whatever documentations I want and just go to the airport without feeling nervous, without knowing that I'm standing in this queue right now. And I know I'm going to be randomly selected and have my bags checked. Yeah. Um, um, another so all of that distance. would be gone. So you'd be able to just go to the airport and travel.
2: Just, yep. Just And, and you wouldn't be worried boat. about the terrorist attacks would be, maybe there wouldn't even be any, but exactly. you wouldn't be worried about who, uh, committed them
4: exactly which would which would ultimately lead to a life where I could just be whoever I want to be I could yeah. just tell people yeah I lived in Iran I'm half Iranian but I don't speak on behalf of all the Iranians instead mm. of the life that I have right now which is evaluating who do I tell I'm Iranian who do I tell I'm British yeah. you know I could just be whoever I want to be um so that's one part and then the other component would be that i would actually have more iranian friends because i'm not out um to the iranian community because um like i was telling shirley when we spoke over the phone in iran if you're gay you could get executed for being gay um so when I'm around Iranians, I have to dress differently. I have to walk differently. I have to act differently. Um, you know, when I know I'm going to Iran, I have to grow my hair in. I have to get my nails done. Um, so all of that would yeah, be here, and I could just be who I am. Yeah. Thank you, Kim.
1: You know, um, it, it is. Um, I, I love to hear everybody talking because if I could do something different, I, I think I would show the goofy side. I think the way I come across it's as if I'm just um, like stuffy. And honestly, I can be as goofy as they come. I'm the one that can maybe do the Michael Jackson, you know, little slide dance in the middle of the mall to embarrass my son. I'm the one that can do some, all of this little stuff, though, that just keeps people laughing. I can't tell a mm. joke to save my life. I can't get it correct. And I can mess up a whole bunch of words <laughs> that keep people, you know, just on the ends of their seats. So mm-hmm. I wish I would let that side of me come forward more often when I was younger.
4: Mm. I will
1: say um, being past 50 now, I have less of a I need to present a certain side to people um, and I care about really how people are perceiving me i still have this presence that i like to present to people i still Mm -hmm. like to be taken seriously but i don't think if i didn't have it i wouldn't be where i am in my career either so a certain part of me needs to have that presence but when i don't need to have that um and then even sometimes even at work i think this real kim has shown up and i i can laugh about some things and I, I try and tell people, you have no idea what's going on in my head um, when I'm actually <laughs> looking at different things, and you see me start to smile and laugh
2: now. I mean, there, there's a whole other side that people just haven't been able so, to see. So, are you saying yeah. that those, th- those parts would come out more? You would have oh, that yeah, come, out would come out more? Yeah. More and when I was younger. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't yeah. have just held them for a certain audience.
1: Right. I, and I would have, you know, yes, I, I think that would be yeah. the biggest difference. Otherwise, All of the stuff that I've gone through have made me into who I am, so I really
2: wouldn't change a whole lot of it. Yeah. I really wouldn't. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. Thanks.
5: It's a difficult question. It's a difficult question. Yeah. I don't know if you understood well.
2: Um, You don't know if you understood the question question well?
5: You didn't understand? Do you want to know what we...
2: So oh, see, exactly if what you I want to know yeah so if you uh, like right now living where you are in your house with your husband you mm-hmm. know here here in Ithaca um, and all of the 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 lack of people not wanting to kiss and hug when they see you that was gone The the lack of connection you know like all of a sudden there was like connection was there and there was no the norms. The social norms were removed, and um, the ways that people relate to you that doesn't feel like they see you. Like suddenly they see you. That that was gone, and that you're trying to fit in or trying to figure out how to be part of this world. That, that this this world that that you find yourself in is gone. You don't even have to try anymore because you're just here. You've arrived and it's all good and there's nothing you have to try and you know, it's just like yay. Mm-hmm. like Freedom.
5: Yeah. What I would, would say you? yeah, I, I so I I think I would say that I would um interact more naturally. It'll be feel free to say hello when I even say hello or not saying anything when I don't want to say anything, but in a way that they don't have to follow any social protocol. Like sometimes yeah. you have to fit it in and be, I, I sometimes I think things, um, the relationships, the, work uh, like mechanical uh, they're mechanical so you yeah system say how are you and then a person say how are you but t- people really don't want to know how are you most of the time they're just, <laughs> yeah. just thank you and everything they yeah this this i know there are important things there like the oil um, the relationships are important but they are not spontaneous
2: So would you you have more spontaneity? Would Would you become
5: more spontaneous? uh, I guess so. Yeah, I think that's the answer. It would be more natural, more spontaneous. Hug when you want to hug. or
2: Yeah. I have this image of you kissing people. Like hugging and kissing people.
5: Yeah, that's the way. But when you want, not... And you or like you don't see a, a friend for a whole a good friend for a very long time and then you wanna give a hug or and yeah. to connect with the person those type yeah. of things that and say hello um, authentically and, and yeah those type of things uh, oh you know uh, thinking that like you make a friend who, um, waiting for a bus you just feel connected and suddenly you can just uh, be friends with someone and yeah and that of course can evolve but the, but the sometimes since things are so mechanical and um, um, I think it creates difficult for real um um authentic authentic relationships yeah the yeah. real authentic they're just uh, ways of behaving that are social um, um, uh, accepted, I guess. Yeah. So that so less of the social accepted
2: ways of behaving and more authentic. Yeah, Is that I what guess. I'm hearing? Yeah. 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 Love yeah. it. Yeah. Cool. Great. Thank, Thank you. you. Nadia or Pavna, which one of you? I can. I can go you want to do it again? Good. Okay. Go
6: ahead, Median. Um, My initial reaction was I feel like I'd wear a dress. Uh, something really simple that I feel like I can't do that now because that's too stereotypical. I can't wear a dress. I've got to be seen in public in pants. Um, So maybe I'd wear dresses more often. Um, and then the other thing is I think I would disagree more often. I don't know if that's... Because of my gender, as like an American woman, I've been, I don't know, coached or convinced that I shouldn't disagree. But I'm always afraid to be the angry minority. Um, But there's so many things I disagree with. There's so many things that I see. And when I get tired of the microaggressions, I want to say something. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, well, I have to calculate how I say that. And I have to do it in the nicest way possible. Um, like, I feel like I'm not allowed to have my genuine emotions and I can't express them on a regular basis. So I think I'd probably just spit out my truth more often and, and unapologetically do it. I think even at the beginning of this um, interaction, I apologize, you know, for being, for disagreeing That's <laughs> yeah. you know, what I, I feel like that was, that's my adaptation that I either don't say it or yeah. I apologize for it. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. Thank you. Yeah.
2: I just want to say that um, I think you should disagree more often. (laughs) I really do, because the way, because what you added when you brought your voice to it was so it just made everything much more rich, much richer. So I'm for the disagreeing more often, girl. Go. Great, thank you, Pavna.
3: So, uh, you know, I, I I I would like to change a few things about who yeah. I am, but I am getting there already. I am one of the angry minorities in my office. I speak my mind. I I didn't. Okay, I mean, it's all very recent, and uh, and people tell me that you express what you feel and that's who i want to be you know i want to be able to express what i feel and uh i always wore jeans i love wearing jeans and even in india i wore jeans my mom hated me for it uh, but i still wear jeans so i'm pretty authentic that way and um and it's true that you know old age is liberating so i think i'm very i'm very liberated now, uh, more than so I was what, ever what
2: before. Area, what, what area are you pushing into now that you have this old age? And, by the way, I'm 56, so I, I, I take offense with old age. Thank you very much.
3: <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes, I mean, no, I shouldn't but, say old. I shouldn't call myself yeah. old either, I'm you know. Teasing. But, you know, there Just is teasing. a there is wait, hold no on I threshold. So, <laughs>
2: what, yes, that's right. But what So what is it you're pushing into right now, given your... The space of not caring as much and having that voice, and you know, you're you, you. There is something that happens when you hit fifty. There is something that happens. So, what are you pushing into? What is that edge that you're pushing into?
3: So, the one thing that I still don't do very well is to demand. You know, ah. like I want. If I want something, I. And, you know, my daughter, it's my daughter who's pointed it out. She says, why do you always play the martyr? You know, why do, why (laughs) are you the first one to give up on things? You know, and she pushes me to, you know, speak my mind and, and I've been working on it. So I, that's where I want to be where, you know, when I want, if I want something or, uh, you know, I like this evening, as soon as I came home, my husband had wanted me to do something I said sorry I did not come home a little early today for you I came here to do my podcast (laughs) so you know (laughs) (laughs) so I so you know I want to be that person you know on a a regular basis uh, which I'm not so yeah that would change my life if I did this
2: alternate world now where you actually can just step right into that
3: yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, 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 I'm free to say whatever, whatever I want. And, you know, I, uh, LC said that she wants to give hugs. I do that. I give hugs. You know, I like giving hugs to people. I don't care who they are. Although I'm a little more cautious at work now because of the hashtag me to movement, you know,
5: right? you don't want
3: to encourage your male buddies, but I do give them hugs if I feel like it, you know, yeah. and, uh, Uh, And, you know, I mean, there's something uh, really positive about my colleagues that I hang out with. You know, they're all men. My best friends are men at work and they're all Caucasians. And they have allowed me to be free, which I did not experience with Indian males because, Um. uh, you know, it's a very male dominated society uh, in India. So we are not hurt you know, and nobody takes us seriously. We are supposed to be the docile uh, group. Whereas with my colleagues here, I can be goofy, like how Kim wants to be. I'm silly they are, I also let them be silly. They are not conscious in my presence, you know? So we all, so that's something that's been the most wonderful experience uh, in the past few years. And that has allowed me to be able to say what's on my mind because I'm not pretending to be anybody else anymore. I'm trying mm-hmm. to connect to the core of, of who I am. And uh, and I love my journey. I mean, I'm just looking forward to continuing on this and be more demanding, a lot more <laughs>
2: demanding. Yes. Great. Thank you. Thank you. I want to ask you this one last question. It'll have to be a quick answer because we don't have a lot of time. I want to know, as a woman, what would you like from other women? What do you want from other women and all other women? So, like, from me, from all other women, it's like woman to woman. What else? What do you want from other women? Roya?
4: Um, what I would like to see more of is us as a woman um, seeing our similarities and learning from our differences instead of seeing the differences and trying to avoid them or becoming uncomfortable, you know, um, like this, you know, this chat that we had this evening, we all come from very different backgrounds. We all look different. Um, we have different cultures, different opinions. But I think for the duration of this conversation, We were focused on, you know, as women, this was my experience, you know, we kind of forgot our differences and we were focusing on, you know, we come from different backgrounds, but we all have something similar in our stories. And Mm -hmm. I feel like we could find those similarities in every single person, regardless of what they look like, their color, their culture, their background. And I would really like to see more of that. Mm -hmm. Um, Not only in women and men, too, but because, yes, about women. um, Yeah. I think it's very empowering. It will empower ourselves and empower other women to be comfortable in who they are. Great. Thank you.
2: Great, Oya. Who else? What would you you like from other women?
6: Nadine? Just to be heard. So I'd like other women just to listen. I don't Mm -hmm. need... Um, you to agree with me. I don't need you to disagree with me. I just want to be heard mm. without assumptions, without bringing your baggage into who I am. I just want—I just want you to hear me out. Beautiful. Love that, Elise.
5: Mm. I think perhaps um um work- together as, uh, as um, we have um, protected each other in some way from the, the, harsh, uh, the harshness of the environment outside. Um, we live in a society that is pretty harsh with women. I think it's still very harsh. Um, and I think uh, we should take care of each other and our interests as, as, as a gender. I think men, they do that pretty well. For themselves, and I think we need to take care of each other and our interests and work. We are we are the ones like we put the kids out in the world. the whole society <laughs> depends on us from and learning from each other from the experience that uh, the dif- the the diversity of uh, women like me, I mean, hearing out hearing out uh, from you the different experience. Uh, you, each of you, had um, uh, from their countries how harsh was in Iran as uh, as uh, a, a girl um, yeah, with a different uh, uh, sexual orientation. How difficult it is. Uh, so learn from these experiences and, and protect um, our interests. I think it's very mm. important. How oppressive, how oppressive can be society, how society can be so oppressive uh, towards women. I think it's just hearing, protecting ourselves.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Alisi.
5: Mm-hmm. You're welcome.
2: Anna? What would you like from other women?
3: Um, I agree with Alisi when she says that we need to take care of each other. And, uh, you know, um, yes, we are up against uh, an oppressive society. And I think, uh, you know, I mean, as uh, the group that likes conversations, you know, we like talking to each other. Women, uh, you know, share so much. We must take advantage of that Feature, you know, and we should talk to each other more often, and uh, and also take on leadership roles because uh, the way things are right now, uh, you know, everyone's so divided, and I think we should play a role in bringing people together because we have empathy, we are emotional, and we should come together and be a force that changes the way where the world is going, you know, change the course.
5: Mm.
3: And, uh, and of course, you know, we can be gentle and caring and bring more love, uh, into this world and, uh, you know, and also do the same for each other.
2: Mm. Thank you. Beautiful. Kim?
1: Kim? You know, I I think I agree with what's already been said. Um, I I watch in, you know, my work setting the way, in work setting, in school setting, with my son setting, how males um, operate and how they collectively solve their problems. And even if they disagree, they might still go out to lunch five minutes later. And I, Mm. I watch how women operate. And if one or two get into the inner circle of men, I don't see them pulling everybody else kind of along or sharing the secret or sharing the wealth. And I don't see that sense of community like I see with men. And I think we have just as much to say. We, have, we can have just as much power. And I do think our voices and the way in which we solve problems is um, paramount to us moving ahead. But I think we also have to be heard. And I do think if we came together and helped to each other to solve some of the problems, and helped each and supported each other to move forward, it would make things so much easier than mm. having to pretend sometimes that you have the same characteristics as a male that's in your environment in order to get ahead. Yeah. I, I I just think um there there's power in us supporting each other and being um, a collective voice for each other. Yeah,
2: yeah, beautiful wonderful all right well um we're at the end of our time and i i loved being with you really just loved being with you each of you just like i you know fallen in love with each of you (laughs) it's just really been a pleasure for me to to be on this side of the conversation and to listen and to participate with you so thank you so much
0: All right, so there you have it, our final episode in this series on collective wisdom of women. I hope that by listening to these five intelligent, competent and thoughtful women who come from diverse backgrounds, you have become a little bit more curious. Curious about your coworkers, your neighbors, or people that you run into, people you see on the street versus the automatic, unexamined thoughts that we have about other people that we start to wonder and be curious about them. You know, as Roya said, we need to have more opportunities to have conversations like this one. And I believe that she's right. And it's our aim to continue to provide a platform for women's voices here on Unapologetically You. From these diverse backgrounds and different points of view, even from different parts of the world, women are similar. There's something about us that's similar. And when we listen to our differences, because there's a lot of differences about us as well, But when we listen to those differences, we begin to, in the heart of that difference, hear how it is that we actually are very much alike. So here at Unapologetically You headquarters in Trumansburg, New York, we're engaged in conversations and explorations of how to increase the size and reach of this platform so that we can have more voices like those you heard today and maybe even your very own voice. If you have suggestions for episodes, please reach out to me through www.unapologeticallyliving.com. If you'd like to host an episode uh, or an Unapologetically You dialogue in your neighborhood, in your place of work, or within an organization that you belong, let me know. I'd really love to explore that with you. And for now, I ask you to remain Unapologetically You and to stay tuned for our next series. And until then, I sign off unapologetically surely
1: this podcast is dedicated to you unapologetically living life with balance vision and intentional action here you can explore owning your unique voice and unapologetically bringing that voice to your life your work your community and the world